Saturday. There's still stuff to talk about. We got lots to chop up. The Colts, the Pacers. Are these two franchises committed to winning? That was a question I kept asking myself throughout the press availability yesterday to introduce Benedict Matherin and uh, Andrew Nebhard and uh, all the draftees of the Pacers. It, it was just kind of interesting to me. Kendall Brown from Baylor. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it, we're going to talk about the Colts. We're going to talk about the Pacers. We're going to talk about IU a little bit today. And after this at noon, we're doing a call-in show. There's way too much to talk about. I want to hear from you. Go to my Twitter feed. The link to the call-in show is there. If you watch this as it's recorded, uh, I'll have in the description of this video, I'll have the call-in link. You can access it there. Uh, the call-in app, it's easy. You download it. Very, very simple. This is kind of a brunch with Kent for Saturday, June 25th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, a genius. Plumbing problem, plumbing solution. Boom! There it is. A world-class operation, which is what we hope that the Colts and the Pacers are and will be. Right? You want to donate, you can do that too. Uh, just hit the thanks button and off you go. All right, let's talk about the, the Colts and let's talk about the Pacers and the similarities and the differences between these two teams. Number one, here's the difference. The ownership. Uh, Jim Ursay and Herb Simon are different. Herb Simon made his money with his brother Mel in the mall business. He knows how to build malls. Jim Ursay is a football guy. Jim was like 12 when Bob Ursay bought the Rams and then swapped them for the Colts. He learned as like an equipment guy, Johnny Unitas telling him to get the hell out of the locker room. He has been around this game for a long time. And, and the thing that I found a little bit perplexing yesterday in the Pacers media thing, and this happens every year, Kevin always credits Herb Simon for something, and I don't understand, because Herb Simon is an expert in building and monetizing malls. This is what he does. That is how he made his billions of dollars, all right? The Pacers are a basketball operation where he has hired and delegates the responsibility to run the operation to Kevin Pritchard. Chad Buchanan, you know, Ryan Clark, Kelly Kroskoff, the whole front office on the basketball side. On the business side, it's Rick Fusen. On the basketball side, it's Pritchard, who's responsible. But every year, Pritchard said, you know, I was talking to Herbie, and Herbie, uh, our great owner, said, how about we just let this play out, or, or whatever he says. And yesterday, that was kind of the message with Kevin Pritchard. They were presented with a bunch of trades, and Herb said, why don't we stand pat and see how it plays out? Number one, what the hell is he doing offering basketball advice? If I want advice for building balls, I go to Herb if I've got access to Herb. If I want advice for executing trades and building a roster, I go to Kevin Pritchard, right, if I'm Herb. Hey, Kevin Pritchard always says that he and Herb Simon talk on the phone every day. About what? What do they talk about? I don't understand. I, so Herb Simon is offering insight into draft strategy. Granted, he's been the owner or a co-owner of the Pacers for about 40 years. So he, he's been around the block a little bit in terms of basketball, but my goodness. As far as 
Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard. Here's something that Bill Polian ha- has told me in interviews. I love interviewing Bill Polian because he's a really smart guy. I like, I, I really enjoy Kevin Pritchard too. Another smart guy. No problem with either of these guys, but Polian always said that Jim Ursay stuck his head in the room once on draft day. He said, hey, who are you thinking? And, and Polian said it's between Dallas Clark and this other guy. And Jim said, I'd take Clark. And he was right. If an owner's going to stick his nose in, he better be right. And in that instance, Jim Ursay was right. The question I have for both of these operations is, are they pot committed? Thank you, Edward. I appreciate it. Are they pot committed to winning? Or are they trying to leverage popularity in this market to generate more wealth? And, and I, you can operate on both tracks, but, you know, like the Rams. The Rams are going to make money in Los Angeles because they just won the Super Bowl. That Super Bowl cost Stan Kroenke a significant chunk of money because they went, they were creative with the cap. They were more, Stan Kroenke doesn't care about the cap. Stan Kroenke cares about cash. He cares about expenses. He cares about revenue. That's what he cares about. I, I, Kevin Demoff, I got to know when we were in, in St. Louis, and he always said, Kroenke never, Stan never asks me about the cap number. He always wants to know about the money. Where's the revenue? Where are the expenses? The real expenses, the dollar expenses, not the cap expenses. So, at any rate, you can build a champion if you go balls in to do it, right? If you just if you shove your chips in the middle of the table and you got about a 50-50 chance of walking out the winner, do you do it? And for the Colts and for the Pacers, I don't believe they do. What Two things can happen if you do that. Number one, you win. And you secure your position probably for another three years through that winning. Like Les Snead is going to be the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams for another three years because they won the Super Bowl. Right? With Kevin Pritchard and Chris Ballard, are they all in to win or are they all in to keep their jobs? Are they willing to stand on the table and pound their fist against the wall to get their owner to do the thing that's necessary for these teams to win? That's the kind of general manager I want. I don't know whether that's the kind of general manager Jim Ursay and Herb Simon want. And that's got to happen here. You can't just be safe. You can't draft in the way everybody drafts and hope that you're able to sign a free agent and through your wits able to compile the assets necessary to provide hope to a fan base. That's not the thing. we got to be smarter than that. When we got to be more demanding than that. We have to demand that they win. And you do that with your wallets. You do that when you renew season tickets. You do that when you buy single-game tickets. Let's go. As a fan base in this city, let's require that these teams go all in. I'll give you a great example of somebody who went all in, sadly it didn't work out. 2014, the Colts go to the AFC Championship game, they go to the Patriots, go to Foxborough, they lose, right, Deflategate, all of that. Ryan Grigson decides, now's the time, baby, and he moved all in. Signed Frank Gore, Andre Johnson, 
signed a lot of free agents, plugged a lot of holes, did exactly the thing that the fans want him, called on him to do. What was the result? 2015 did not go well. 2016 didn't go well. And it was adios Ryan Grigson. 2017 didn't go terribly well. It was adios Chuck Pagano. So people lose their jobs when they take the chance. But they also, if you take the chance and you get lucky making the right moves, you win. And that's how you win championships. Are these programs, are these franchises committed to taking the risks necessary to win? I don't see it. I see a commitment to his course from Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard believes that he understands how to build a winner. The results, 42 and 42, including the postseason, to this point. Now, this year, I'm legit hopeful that the Colts are able to get something done. I think that they can do it. The Colts, they plugged holes. If left tackle holds up, and if they make one more move to go get a receiver, I think that this roster is ready to win right now. They got a bunch of guys in their prime. They got some young, dynamic talents in Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and maybe Alec Pierce and maybe Jelani Woods, right? The offensive line in their primes, the defensive front in their primes, and Gakwe, Stewart, Buckner, Pay, hopefully entering his prime. Darius Leonard, if he's healthy, in his prime. They got a secondary that's ready if Stephon Gilmore holds up. This is a team ready. Pacers, completely different. They have got to trade Malcolm Brogdon. He is a poor, poor fit. They have got to trade Miles Turner. And, and, and hopefully they've changed kind of their operational procedures within the draft. Because if, if he was willing, Miles Turner was willing to say to the media at his pre-draft workout, what I want to be is the CEO of my own company. You know what? You don't draft that guy. So hopefully they're talking to these guys and getting the information necessary to figure out whether they're winners or not. And a winner, what does a winner say? A winner says he's here to win a championship. That is why I'm a little bit bullish on Benedict Mathurin, which we found, I think it's Mathurin. At any rate, we're going to butcher that name forever, and I'll bet you dollars to donuts that uh, Matherin pulls an Okereke, and it's not. I asked Bobby Okariki. I said, how do you pronounce your last name? Okariki. All right. Easy enough. Now it's Okereke, which is fine. That's good. Matherin is going to become Matarin. That's the way it is. Thank you very much. What about the new 11 Park News? I love this. I love it when the Indy 11 commit to spending money to build something special. So I'm 100% behind the Indy 11 building this into a terrific soccer community, which it can be. You go to Indy 11 games and you see the passion from the people there. I love it. Wonderful. Hopefully they win a championship and hopefully they secure their spot in an MLS expansion, which is due the city of Indianapolis. Back to the uh, pace. Here's what here's what Matherin said yesterday. Matherin said, "I don't think anyone's better than me. LeBron's going to have to show me he's better than me." Okay, I like I like this. I think LeBron will show him 
will show Matherin that he's better than him. And I think he's going to enjoy doing that. I think he's going to... Now he's got something LeBron does. Think about the Pacers other than, oh, you know, we're playing the the Pacers. Whee! Now he's got a little chip on his shoulder, and if Lance is back, an even bigger chip. I think it's fantastic. You don't become the best by not believing you're capable of being the best. So I'm all in behind Matherin. All right, six overall pick. They didn't get the star. Fine. We'll see what he is. I'm willing at this point to say, you know what, let's find out. I like the way the kid behaved up on the podium. It was kind of like he wants to get going and play some basketball. It was kind of like, what are we doing up here? I, I want to, there's a basketball court. I want to get up some shots. What we found out is that during his pre-draft workout, he had some extra time. And so he talked to Carlisle about opening up the gym at the St. Vincent Center and getting up some shots and working. And Carlisle's like, how about I show up and I work out? Let's go. So they did. I like that kind of love for the game. As far as Andrew Nebhard, can he play at this level? I don't know. Uh, We're going to find out. And then we're also going to find out uh, about Kendall Brown, who I really like. I I love In fact, I loved all three guys and the way they comported themselves yesterday in the media. Let's talk about Indiana. And by the way, if you want to talk about the Colts, download the call-in app. We're going to do a call-in show straight up at noon. I cannot wait to talk to you. You go on call-in, and it's just like talk radio. I hit a button, and, and I'm talking, and then you hit a button, and I welcome you as a caller, and we're talking together. That's the way this works best. I'm looking forward to doing that with you. Indiana's basketball schedule, I like. They're going to play Arizona in Vegas. They're going to play North Carolina in Bloomington. They're going to play Kansas in Lawrence. I love campus games. I understand the Vegas games. Sometimes you got to play those games okay. I love UNC coming to Simon Scott Assembly Hall, and I love Indiana going to the Allen Fieldhouse. I think it's terrific. It's the way college basketball should work. And shame on John Calipari for not playing home-and-home series at Rupp Arena and then Assembly Hall or or wherever else. You know, the uh, opposing campus. Shame on him for doing that. Who do you think you are? Taking Kentucky basketball and playing what should be home-and-home series in New York City, or in Los Angeles, or on an aircraft carrier, or wherever the hell. I like it the way Indiana's doing it. I like it the way Kansas is doing it. We're going to talk about all that stuff, but in particular, we're going to talk about the Colts, and we're going to talk about the similarities and the differences between the Colts and the Pacers, because there are differences too, but I think the the evidence would show that neither is committed committed to winning a championship. We'll talk about it. Can't wait. Straight up noon, the call-in app, and if you're watching this recorded, or come back if you're watching live, I'll have the link in the description of the video. All right, just pop on that, download the app, and we're rolling.